I've dreamt many days of just like what it, what it was space like. It's cool. It's just it's it, and it's immeasurably cool in a way that like nothing else is. Fair though, Bo, you've often dreamt of what Anaheim is like, and uh, you've never been there. That's either. true. You are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast, providing quality reviews on random topics since 2013. That almost seems like a long time ago, but it's not really. My name is Mike Hodgins. I'm one of your three hosts on the show, along with uh, Mr. Crofton Steers. Hello, Crofton. Hey, Mike. How's it going? Hey, listeners. Uh, what up? Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Did you mean happy holidays? Jeez. Sure, whatever. Come on. Um, you're offending my atheist uh, sensibilities. Yeah. And, and uh, of course, our other co-host on the show, Mr. Bo Schwartz. Hello, Michael. Hi, Crofton. Happy holidays what? to you. And yeah, happy holidays, holidays to and and uh, merry festive is it merry or happy festivus for the happy rest of festivus. us uh, out there in in good bad or bullshit land. Uh, welcome to yet another episode. This is the episode before Christmas, or do we get one more in the can? Oh, we still have one more, I think. Do we take a Christmas break? We usually mm. do a Christmas special. <laughs> we that's, already did Christmas. I, I can't remember what our verdict was. It took a that took a turn. Um, yeah, no, I just uh, there's a lot going there's a lot going on. You know, it's Christmas, but also like as you guys know, and we've talked about on the show, we're big into Star Wars. I think all three of us. There's a new Star Wars movie coming out, and I'm not at the point yet where my enthusiasm is dampered for new installments of Star <laughs> Wars. Although that may come, but right now it's still like, oh, <laughs> looks good. I'm hearing it good things. I, I for some reason it's it's flying a little under my radar right now. I know I'm gonna I'm gonna be excited when I, I finally decide to go see it, but and I've watched the trailers, I'm like, yeah, it looks looks good. But uh I don't know, I'm a little bit like I was way more stoked about um uh the the last one the that came out awakens. because it's still like, you know, Luke Skywalker and and, and the, you know, Han Solo and the old but and this, now it's getting into kind of the peripheral stuff, and I'm sure I'm going to really enjoy it. But it's still, just a there's, little bit, I'm kind of glad because I don't want to be caught be up some, in the initial Mike, waiting in line or whatever. There's going to be some Darth Vader. Yeah, I guess that's the thing and they James realize Earl they Jones, always have Darth Vader. James Earl Jones is voicing, I, th- I believe, again. <laughs> yeah, he is. But yes, he is also, <laughs> uh, which well, which makes sense. Given 2016's deaths, you know. Uh, well, there's been yeah. There's 2016 is like we're losing a lot of. But that's it. So this one takes place between episode four and five. And I, as much as I enjoyed the reboots, like I I did enjoy them. I, you guys may remember my big beef was that you found out what happened to all your favorite heroes in the past 30 years, and after the perfect happy ending at the end of Return of the Jedi, uh, you know their lives pretty much sucked. Uh, and and now there's all sorts of new problems, and they they try to make up reasons of why there's a new Death Star, and then why that has to be destroyed again, and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> and and like only one story, eh? There's just the Death Star. And yeah, it's got to get blown again. Uh, and so so yeah, for for me, I, there, as much as I enjoyed the ride, I really felt like you know there there was a lot there was a lot there that didn't have me super excited whereas this it fits in neatly to the 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 trilogy that i most am excited about the original trilogy it's about the theft of the original death star plans and it seems to be like you know it's made mostly seemingly for an adult audience i think it's rated pg-13 or whatever which is not like most star wars movies so yeah tentatively excited looks pretty cool uh but uh yeah i'm i'm uh, i'm stoked wanted to it plug is, me it, some star wars it's also kind of funny how they essentially took the line many baltums died to get these plans into an entire movie that's no <laughs> correction correction that's yeah the wrong nerd one alert, yep. nerd alert that's the next death star the oh, that's return oh, of the oh, jedi oh you just you nerded it up there yeah, okay this, this, this is the original one so it wasn't baltums one. that died no the Bothams died for the Return of the Jedi Death Star. Okay. The ones that died this time, and believe it or not, they'll probably get their own spinoff movie eventually. Maybe Rogue One 2, Bothams Death Edition. I don't know. <laughs> but this one is the one where the plans end up in R2-D2 at the beginning of A New Hope. 
right? Oh, okay. So that's that's yeah. that one. No so, Bothams. So do you, do you need to take? Does so that mean Princess Leia is going to be in it? I bet you. Here, this is a prediction. I bet you some sort of CG bastardized version of Princess Leia, or no, the no. back, the back of Princess Leia's head with the buns, or something like that. No, I bet you it'll be a Carrie Fisher reprising her role as Princess well, Leia. Well, she wore that helmet. Elderly, in the Jedi. Carrie Fisher. You, you know who is going to be in it? Uh, her dad, Jimmy Smits, Bail Organa from the prequels. He'll be in it. Oh. As Jimmy Smits? As well, Jimmy Smith. <laughs> I mean, he it's kind a crossover of with NYPD Blue. He kind of basically <laughs> is Jimmy Smith and whatever he is. Like yeah. even he was he has a long, pretty long stint in Sons of Anarchy as like a Latino sort of pimp, and it's still just Jimmy, Jimmy Smith. He's just like you want to cuddle the guy. He's just like, oh, come here, Dad. It's, yeah, it's, give me Jimmy a hug. Um, but uh, my uh, Crofton, do you need to take a break at all to go to the doctor to put your nose back in place? Because you shoved your glasses so hard up your nose on that nerd correction. Yeah, that was that was a that was a deep nerd correction. Yeah, I was wondering where he was going with that diss. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it was. A, yeah, whatever. Nerd alert! I nerd raged a bit. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I stand corrected. You do. Um, <laughs> if only it was so easy to get him a GBB as it is to get him a nerd nerd stuff. Um, <laughs> So, so yeah, it, this will not be, I guess, our final podcast of the year. Is that what I'm getting from you guys? Well, we'll be uh, back. We don't know. Christmas. It's tentative. This could be your Christmas send-off, whatever we happen to do today, or we might be back next week. We'll have to see. It, it is it is falling on a Thursday, as always, when we record. It's the 22nd, so I don't know. Mm. We'll have to plan it off air and leave our folks in suspense. Whatever. Why don't we get to a random topic and start going through the minutia good... of administrative details? For God's sake. <laughs> That's good. That's yeah. true. Let's have we a show meeting that. right on the air. All right, Mike, pull it. Oh, there he goes. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right, what's the topic today, Mike? Um... The topic today is sexual abstinence. Oh. Had Bo with the word sexual. <laughs> I know. I had a little like <laughs> up and then when it came to the abstinence, I was like, oh, that's no fun. Um, <laughs> so we know where abs- you stand abstinence. on that. It's bad. Well, that's, that, bad. No, that's the initial reaction. Sometimes things that aren't good for us or that we – sometimes <laughs> things that – you know, refraining from things that we want for a higher cause can be like, good. Like okay. that fifth piece of pizza that's singing my name. Perhaps yeah, saving it for tomorrow. Well, that might yeah, be just a abstain. abstain. Uh, I feel like this. Pizza, pizza. When I was reading reading that uh, sexual abstinence and being like, you know, sometimes I feel like my brain does this a lot with things, which is always an annoying response to be like, uh, what's the context? Because I feel like it's like. A sexual abstinence is like based on the context. Good, based on another context, bad. I mean, good for toddlers. Uh, well, so so wait. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I, I would agree with bad, that. Bad for maybe married couples. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, or people trying to conceive. It'd be true. like you got to drop the abstinence if you want to have a baby. So so I, well, you know, I think the key thing that you can lynch it on though is that it is. Um, it is a decision that you make for yourself, right? Like you can't force somebody to abstain because that's not even abstinence. That's like, like I just am or... trying to again. My context point was like, are we talking about this in the context of like, uh, um, you know, how in the states like the sort of abortion debate and whatever is, is often largely people will say like, wow, we just need to teach young people. They just need to abstain from sex till they're older. It's, it shouldn't, we shouldn't be teaching sex ed because we should just be teaching abstinence. You always hear this. And then everyone else counters with being like, have you met a teenager? And uh, yes, we should teach sex ed. So is like, is that the context? It's like sex ed versus just sexual, sexual abstinence. Well, I, I guess so. I guess so. It's got to be something like for for when you're a sexual active age onwards, and the choice. It's about making a concrete choice to uh, to abstain from sex for a finite period. Often that finite period 
is until marriage. So I'd say like, can we say it's the abstinence of sex prior to marriage? Is that a is that a fair? No, uh, it's kind of iffy. Because let me let's make this a little more personal. I'm known on the show, I think, <laughs> somewhat by reputation as a bit of a hedonist, and you know, um, like you know, I'm just <laughs> so like you yes, like, you like sex, sex, prostitution, not, good, spread the love. Um, uh, you know, eat all that pizza. All about love, but no, no, but eat all that. I mean, please yourself, pleasure yourself. If there's a choice between staying away or pleasuring yourself, whether it's food, video games, sex, drugs, um, what, you know, <laughs> joining the hive mind, whatever it might be, the shallow things in life, the superficial well, things. That's pretty. That's reductive way of saying that they're all shallow. I don't think sex is shallow. I think sex can you be meaning, <laughs> meaningful. Be it can be meaning, very meaningful and very deep emotional experience for someone or two people or yeah, five yeah, people, yeah, right? Be. I mean, orgies, and it why not? Be. Um, the point being, the reason why I'm making it personal is I would say that I am in a period of sexual abstinence right now. That's where I would want to get personal with Okay, well, I would, again, context is important because I feel like sure. I spent much of my life in a period of sexual abstinence, but it wasn't probably by choice. It was just but, by But, but let, let's say, let's say, okay, So I, I would understand. say, Bo, are you, are you being like, I'm, I'm not, not having sex under any circumstances, or have you just entered a period of life where I'm, you're not right. having any sexual opportunities, look, I, so I, therefore I you're don't abstinent. look like John Cena, all right? But John Cena. He looks <laughs> like do, 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 do. No, but the, <laughs> the the point being is like I'm attractive enough to 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 find a sexual partner. I, I don't lack confidence in this regard. I have had lots of sex in my life. I don't um, feel that there is a reason out uh, outside of myself that is preventing me from doing this. I live by myself, so I don't have anyone you know controlling my behavior in that way. I, I don't have medical issues. I may not have come out and said I'm making a decision to be abstinent, but we've talked about this during my period where I left uh, my previous job to find some. You know, I left a relationship and a job around the same time. I very deliberately wanted to avoid getting into a serious relationship, but also avoiding more casual relationships because I know how I am. If I do get intimate with someone, I do tend to get attached, and I wanted to not have that. And so I never said. Guys, guess what I am? I'm I'm abstaining for whatever re- like for some highfalutin reason. But that's effectively what I've done. If you have to, you know, analyze it, I've made a choice. Yeah. And so as I, a result, I'm abstaining that, from sexual activity. So is abstain is is definitely of an action verb. So like you could say some people like when Mike was talking earlier, I think what he's talking about is a sexual drought, which is just like <laughs> We're, long we're, dry drought. I mean, those are bad. Clearly, a drought is yeah, bad. When you want are, sex and can't get it, that's bad. Yeah, like, yeah. That, that's. But it's not. You know, farmers aren't like, oh, I'm going to drought it up this season. It just, you know, that's outside farmers? of their outside of their control where to abstain from something is something that is in your control right so you're yes. you're do you're made, yeah. so when you started this story at first i was like no you're in a sexual drought this is an abstinence but then when you started explaining the context i was like huh maybe it is sexual abst- abstinence which is you know it, to, to me the act of abstaining and i understand how you're like oh i'm an I, i'm an adult and all this and so it's a, it's a little bit different than uh, but like i generally associate it with premarital sex especially amongst like teens and, and religious religious folks and, and um and like soon as the topic was drawn and this is your uh, gratuitous cbc plug of the day I, I saw uh, – it made me think of this article I saw on CBC about these uh, – um, how the I, tables I, have turned. Uh, in the States, uh, there's there's this movement where like – and it's super creepy. Like I cannot get over how creepy Oh, I know where you're going. Yeah, go uh, ahead. Where, where fathers and their daughters do like this abstinence pledge 
which is essentially like if you look at photos of it, it looks like they're getting married. Like so they're they're all dressed up in fancy attire and walking down an aisle and then like holding hands and then essentially the daughter is like, I pledge to abstain from getting boned until marriage, you know? And then they, they and then they sign they sign some sort of book and, and whatever, some sort of agreement. I think it's an agreement of some sort that Is it a legally you know, binding agreement or is it a ceremony? No, no. It's not it's not a legally binding agreement, but it's just like they've they've turned it into a giant, like a, a giant ceremony between father and the, and daughter oh. to be like to and, and so is it, I mean, so is it only it just women? Seems like such a misogynistic patriarchal bullshit thing that men who don't like the idea of of younger men having sex with their daughters are ex- exercising control over their daughter. It just seems so bad to me that it bug. Aside well, from the creep factor, which is present. And see, no, because of that, and it, you're right. It is like you know, fathers controlling their daughter's sexuality, and 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 it's funny. The interviews in the article very much were like saying, like, I'm not trying to control my daughter's sexuality here. It's, <laughs> it's just that, and then some sort of explanation that is exactly that. And um, and I th- I think like when I hear the term sexual abstinence. Um, I think of it in a negative way because I think of these things and I think of these things uh, things like what Mike Mike addressed earlier, which is it as a pushed alternative to to practicing contraception, right? So being like, oh yeah, uh, condoms are the devil. You should just not bone, you know. Like I I mean I find that's a negative approach to to a negative view for me on on the term yeah, of sexual abstinence it's, it's interesting because it makes it kind of a hard a hard topic to approach in 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 that context because it's like if again i associated highly with just like what you said is a is a counterpoint to sex ed and teaching kids about sex and stds and safe sex and whatever and the and the and and the the movement that's trying to to get that out of schools and and whatnot so i see it as that counterpoint to that but if you just take it on its own without without that context and just being like abstaining from sex i mean i'd be like there's less baggage associated just with an act of like consciously saying you know what i'm just not going to do this just like abstaining from alcohol or drugs or anything that that you might think of is like i'm just gonna choose not to engage in this for x period of time and i feel like because to some extent abstaining from anything um, is is you know requires an act of of willpower, and I think there's maybe something to be learned from doing that in any given context. I mean, Bo says he's a big hedonist, but I think it's, to some extent it is good to abstain. You know, you shouldn't always eat that fifth slice of pizza, and you shouldn't shouldn't always have sex when the opportunity arises. Uh, and, and so, but I feel like that topic I can't just fully. Uh, rate it without that context of the whole sex ed thing because I really find that a curious thing how um, it's ongoing like in Ontario the problems we live in it's like it's like a big thing where uh, they keep trying to get sex ed taught earlier and earlier in schools into elementary school and 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 there's this big backlash against a lot of parents that want it out of there And, and, and even though you see all these studies said that the earlier you engage with children about about sex and about how it works and about how to do it safely, then it tends to have kids waiting longer before they get into it. And usually when you just don't tell kids anything about it, then they have sex when they're like 13 and then someone's pregnant or someone has an STD or something like that. So I just, I don't understand like the abstinence, uh, practice abstinence movement seems to be one of, of maintaining ignorance, uh, uh, among, among kids who are in, uh, I say kids, but you know, young teenagers and kids who are in a period of, you know, exploration and uh, and learning, and they have to learn this stuff, right? And they can learn it the hard way by getting an STD or getting pregnant, or they can learn it uh, in a safe way where they can make you know informed choices about it. So, I just find it so difficult to be like, how am I going to rate this thing as a, just a statement or as a movement that exists? And I feel like we don't have the context for a topic of like, which one is it? So I, I mean, I don't know what do you guys, um, well, you could, you could totally, I think like we're this deep in, uh, Oh God, I, everything sounds like a sexual pun. Um, at, at this point, 
that we've got to we've got to stay sort of like focused on what we essentially wanted to be and sometimes uh we've had episodes like this in the past where we rate things differently and i agree that like the the, the uh, be it when I say rate things differently, I mean rate things differently based on thinking about things differently. I'm rating it in a sim- one context, Bo might be rating it in another, and this may be what happens here. But I will say that that w- with regards to sexual abstinence, in terms of um, in terms of like positives that I could see, is like I could see a couple. Um, getting together and and you know going on dates and then being like instead of just hopping into bed together, let's let's you know let's take it slow and all that. And in many ways, t- the concept of taking it slow t- is is in some form of sexual abstinence. And I would I would argue that that's rare rarely a bad thing. Getting to know um, uh, one another before you know, uh, g- um, getting it on it and that sort of thing like is a probably bad deal. Because what if they make noises that you can't deal with till death do you part? I mean, among other things, you know. What do you mean? You're you're saying like, do the deed early and then get to know well, each other? Well, what I'm saying is, you know, it's a pretty big commitment. So if you're if you're purchasing for life sight unseen someone that is like hee hee when they're getting it on <laughs> a donkey you you married a donkey is what it's, it's not the kind of thing someone's going to be very proud to admit so probably not likely going to come out until after the marriage you know you, you need to know these things I mean it well, seems counterintuitive to this idea that in in a good marriage in a good union of two people that you're open and honest and compromising and sharing things. To leave things hidden until, you know, I would want to disclose as much as possible about how shitty I am before (laughs) asking somebody, so, would you like to be my partner until we put you in the ground? Like that, which is the principle, it's just one of the tenets of marriage. So so it seems like this is just a lose-lose situation in in the name of, what is it, spiritual... um, uh, spiritual repression basically like institutionalized repression of sexuality yeah, I mean, like I, it's I tend, ridiculous like i tend to agree because i i do think there's something to be said for um for just sexual compatibility and this that's and and i think that that is different than um just other types of compatibility like you get along you like each other's personalities like those things you know are important but it, but it, it is certainly possible to be like i get along with this person i like them and you know, I could love them or whatever. And then you get in the sack and you're like, something is not jiving in the sack. And it's like, if, if you found that out after you had essentially committed to, yeah, like a lifetime together, I feel like that could be a source of constant friction. Again, again, no this, this, this is, this is a very but, liberal point. Oh, but, but, but no, but that's but what I mean is, yeah, it's like, it could be, a, it could be a, an issue throughout your entire marriage where you just sort of, for whatever reason, it's like, it, you, you, it can be, it can be a challenge. Some people just, I mean, I have not had many sexual partners, but it's like, it's like some, it's, it's been better than others. And it's not because of like, you know, you know what I mean? Like it just, yeah, so there's but, a chemistry it's, thing. It's not necessarily one wrong thing with one of the people. It could be both people are fine to a right person. Right, like maybe that sound is doesn't matter to one person, but to another person it does, and so you'd want to disclose this information to make appropriate matches. It's just the I, old version of pair uh, pairing up with people. It favors the male's agency in it and not the woman's, basically. But you guys are going straight to marriage. That's True. the thing. Like when I when I said was was sexual abstinence in terms of getting to know each other. Um, and taking it slow before before hopping in the sack together. And yes, there are a lot of people. It's like first night, whatever. Like, oh, this date went well. This guy's hot, or this girl's hot. You know, let's let's let. In the and there's, I'm not saying that that's necessarily a, a bad thing. But like before coming down and set on sexual abstinence, like while I don't necessarily agree with signing a, a life partner declaration of marriage uh, without without you know. Having sex first, I think that that's a little overkill. I do. I would think that that abstaining a little bit um, and getting to know someone first would be my pre- preference in terms of an approach to beginning a relationship. Well, well but, and that would. No, but is that, that abstaining? You know, I don't think that it is. Thing. 
I think when I think when the two of you, if you have a conversation and you say like, let you know, I would like to, and you see you see these in movies all the time. Let's you know, let's take it slow or whatever, and all that sort of stuff. Often with people who are known to to go fast a lot of, a lot of the time, and so like I, I think I think that to a certain extent, if you're abstain, if you both want to, and you're consciously not for a certain period of time. That's abstaining. What the limits are to that time period, that's a different question. Mm. I think it's important that you, both p- people in the relationship be aware of that. Of, of I feel I, f- I, feel, I, I get you because taking your time is good. And there are different personality types. And again, there's people that want to get it on night one. And those people meet each other and that's good. And people that like to take their time, that's good. And, and yes, you could call that abstinence. But I think, I think maybe what we're exploring or getting to is that abstaining is a very conscious choice that has a little bit more meaning than just taking it slow. At least in my mind, taking it slow. I I disagree. Uh, Like I I don't think, I think soon as you abstain, it's a, it's a verb. It's if you want to do it and you're, you're choosing not to do it collectively, both of you, you've had a conversation. Hey, let's take it slow. If you've had that conversation, then you're agreeing to abstain. No, to me, I, I get right, your, but if it's your like, rationalization abstain, Let's is, abstain for two weeks. It's kind of like, yeah. No, I, I know. I, the time barometer is extremely important. But if it's like you wait four months or something like that or, or and what have you before uh, you go on – or maybe it's a date limit or it's like we're going to go on X amount of dates. To me, that's like – yes, okay. it's planned. It's a planned end to the abstinence, but it's still abstinence. I mean I'll, I'll concede the point. It is It is deciding to not do a thing that you might both like to do or your bodies are telling you to do. But or, I feel like – yeah, I, I, mean, I guess it would be the whole the – only thing where it might be like you know any given morning sure. I might wake up and say oh, I'm abstaining from sex today, and be <laughs> I, like I abstain from sex the last ten minutes. Abstaining tomorrow, it, like are you really? Is, I, you know uh, there is a time frame that that, that that does become relevant. I guess is what I'm. Then saying. what's the relevant? If there's a, a magical time frame, it's, for me it's just I, an agreement either with yourself or with other people. It's like if 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 you're like if you're if you quit smoking and you're stopping smoke and you're abstaining from smoking for you know like until you quit or i'm abstaining for a day or a week to see how how i'm doing i think there's different levels of abstinence to anything and i think for sexual abstinence and starting relationships in particular especially among young people like i mean who are who are just getting their 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 feet and other parts wet so to speak um, as they as they start into their their sort of sexual journeys or whatever, like abstinence is is just is in this is where it's complicated for me because it's like you know I agree with a relationship starting two people you know sitting down and being like what do you want out of this relationship what do I want once the, once they're on the same page and like when you know even a candid discussion about like how fast is too fast and when and if if they both agree like oh it's going you know 3 months uh, at least uh, i need to know uh, before i feel comfortable or whatever well to me that's yes it it's planned but it's abstinence whereas whereas um Whereas marriage, abstinence to marriage, I mean, I think that that's like for all the points and more that you guys raised earlier, I think that that's not an ideal situation, and it, it's putting a lot of of pressure, and then it could to it's putting a lot of pressure on on a sexual act that will happen many times afterwards. But as Bo said, what if it doesn't go? If it doesn't go well, um, and why? What What are the merits? Like, what did you? Why? Why did just, you not it, all this time? I, I think it would be. I mean, I agree with people taking it slow can be referred to a form of abstinence. I suppose. I still feel like there's something to the switch point that sort of that that brings the scale into perspective of what's like abstinence and what is just taking a break or having a day off or something like yeah, that like like there is a set of conditions maybe you don't call what i'm doing abstinence even though i am abstain the verb abstaining would apply in language but it, it would seem like that there's a certain set of conditions that have to be met before you decide to do it which generally speaking is either I mean, you could say that for medical reasons. I've got an STD that I can't get rid of, so I'm abstaining from sex to not endanger other people until such time as I no longer endanger my sexual partners. 
I will not have sex. So, and and that I would consider that abstinence. I think it has to do with that. There's a very rigid and specific set of conditions under which that status changes, and so that mean might mean what I'm doing doesn't qualify as that. You know, and and somebody taking it slow for two weeks of dating isn't abstinence and mike taking the afternoon off from sex because he has it every day but skips a day is not that either that's not what i was implying but but i do agree that i think that like because yeah taking it slow i i'm full favor of and it's always sort of been my uh my way of proceeding is in a relationship as well and i think there's nothing wrong but i've never i've never been like thought i've never thought of that as abstinence uh, it's you, it's abstaining. It's like yeah, no, but but but, but I think you're putting the, the, a, la- a label on right. On, on well, but no, but I, I am because I think it's I think if someone puts a label on it, like like it says, I'm I'm abstaining from sex. That's a label they put on it. Whereas whereas for me, something like well, taking it slow and what's the rush is not the same as uh, like, and that would be a label I put on. it. We're abstaining from sex until we both feel comfortable. Right, right. No, but see, but yeah, again, you're putting a label on it that that I wouldn't have. Whereas I think that some people that say we're abstaining or they take a pledge with their father on in in front of God in an altar uh, and say I'm abstaining from sex until whatever conditions are met. That's a different kind of 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 criteria. Well, it's def- it has different, it's, it has different it's, meanings than just being like let's take it slow. It's definitely uh, it's definitely a different thing. Like for sure. Uh, but I like I I just fundamentally disagree with both of you guys that like I I think it's easy to be like oh yeah both agreeing when you're gonna have sex at one point both agreeing to take it slow is not sexual abstinence but in my mind it it very much is it's just a different it's just a different time I, period and I, I, I have to deal with that in giving my verdicts credit yeah. to you guys for being able to well, put it aside what I would and just focus on what on I would other, say to that other thing to explain how I'm thinking about it and you can continue to agree or disagree I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong the way I'm, I'm looking at it is that we use language to describe certain things and so you're correct uh, deciding to go a week without sex with your wife is abstaining from sex like that is what the word means I think there is a cultural construct of abstinence, and I think I think that's how I've parsed it in my mind to distinguish between the two when we talk about it, where I'm like, you know, eating, is eating good, bad, or bullshit? We probably could do eating as a topic, um, but, you know, it's also just a verb to describe things, and so at least related to the abstinence part, I think I'm parsing it like I'm focusing on very deliberate decisions that are proclaimed by the person as I am abstaining or I'm in a period of abstinence or I am abstaining for this reason, having more weight and meaning than someone who is very casually abstaining, I suppose, who is well, technically in the, abstaining from, from, in, from in, in that case, reasons. going back to Mike's original question about how do we contextualize this and how do we frame this <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. If that is the case, then that eliminates everything that you said earlier about your personal situation. Sure. And it, and I'm glad it, I and brought it, it up focused, in that case. <laughs> it, and, it focuses, <laughs> and it focuses it very much on like those who wear like abstinence rings and say like, you know, power to the abstinence uh you know we're not uh, we're not doing that the whole the whole uh, uh, the whole movement and that makes it a lot easier for me if we're not actually talking about the verb to, to abstain or the various forms of sexual abstinence we're talking more about the sexual abstinence uh movement and, and that that then leads into the the, the father daughter thing that i talked about earlier and it, in many ways it leads to t- talking about um waiting until marriage and stuff like that. And I think we talked we touched on a lot of those those cornerstones and I would say that I don't see much positive in that way with regards to the idea uh, of sexual abstinence like making making a pledge to your father or to God or to some other sort of patriarchal figure in the case of a, uh, a woman um to say like I am you know not going to engage in sexual relations that to me, I understand being proud of 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 resisting temptation. Like I get that. I get I I get being like, and I'm straight edge in terms of like not consuming drugs and alcohol and that sort of thing. And I could, you could, you could take some sort of solace or pride in that if if you want to. Uh, but I don't think that like you know, sex is a biological thing. That you know, there, there's pleasure in it for a reason. Take precautions and all that thing, that sort of stuff. So I think it's just because it's so tied up in religion and the concept of purity, especially virginity and all that. 
And so uh, I think that's all sort of negative bullshit, really. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, funny. There's a lot of like moral. Uh, it, it's just like because when you hear the the one side of it where they just be like, you know, it's like there are STDs uh, out there, and, and it's like, yeah, and if you abstain from sex, yeah, you're pretty. You're going to be much safer than if you engage in sex, even if it even if you use protection. That's true. Sure. But I feel like mostly the people who are pushing that agenda, it's really more about a moral judgment than it is about like, like I just don't buy the argument that they're like they're like no we just we just want to make sure our young people don't get these STDs. I really think that there's there's more about you know like what, exactly what you were saying, Croft, and there's a there's a religious component to this a lot of the time, um, and and that's and I think the issue with that is that then it gets tied up with sexual repression which i think you know is you can see all kinds of issues where sexual repression rears its head in really negative ways and i I think of like you know uh the church where uh where sexual abstinence is like a cardinal rule and then you have all kinds of um you know you think of the catholic church and just fraught with all kinds of sex abuse problems and you think like it's all these people that are that are well there's some sexual abstinence but it's like and then it comes out in really negative ways because what it is really is repression and it's they're they're not expressing themselves in a healthy sexual way so they're ending up doing really terrible things and and i really feel like it because of this moral judgment trying to be pure and it just it, it it starts in this kind of good place and quickly goes into a bad place and i really think repression is what it's linked to yeah yeah it's also a bit of a slippery slope too because have you encountered it where like i mean haven't you heard of people saying well it just has to do with with regular sex like you could get a rub and tug for you know and it doesn't count as breaching the abstinence pledge (laughs) (laughs) yeah or you know you could you get some get some uh you know like anal sex may not apply to the abstinence pledges like there's also varying rules about this like i'm not just people need i really wanted to say i I mean you know but 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 i've heard this this is real yeah this is real like it's not like you know that that like there's also certain types of abstinence rules because the rules are vacuous, even though right. it, it, it's based on it. Um, so the point being that I feel like there can't be much merit to it if there can be that much like compromise with it or whatever. Like because in some cases it's just strictly you know straight up intercourse and not so much other form. Like you could be you could have a makeout session. I would argue that makeout sessions are very intimate, neurotic, and sexual, even if you know, like, like if you're being aroused in your unmentionables in any way, like as soon as it gets touched by another person, even accidentally, is that like a breach of conduct right there? You know, well, so see, you it, see, Bo, that's exactly why you need to walk down the aisle with your father and have him spell out all the ins and outs and what Jesus have you in a document, Christ. contractually sign it, and then give a pledge in front of God and millions of witnesses. I would, I would just like to say right now, Bo, if you, if you're gonna have a ceremony with your dad where that's gonna happen, <laughs> I will be there. I would not yeah. miss it. That's true. I, I'll, why I'll would I too. do? Why would I do that? You can well, be, oh, because you're in a period of sexual abstinence. Well, I don't believe it until you sign a contract with your father. With your father, at an altar. I'll go to. So this also, is. I'll I will tell you. I have too. a specific. There's a specific condition, I guess, associated with it. It's like when I decide, I know what I want from it, and uh, is when I go forward with it. You know, and and so you know, I'm on a quest. I'm on a quest for answers again. right now, and, and definitely. I mean, it's been my observation a relationship can, you know, is, is a lot of work. It may, you know, having another person in your life. And I'm a pretty self-centered person. And and so <laughs> I, I, I don't, well, no, because I didn't realize that for a lot of my life. But the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. It's a family thing. And there are things that I want to do. And I don't need to make someone miserable while I go doing the weird shit that I just want to do for myself. So he's talking sexual stuff. <laughs> Yeah, really. I just, I just want to. No, he's more. in a period of abstinence, bro. But, but I mean, it's that, well, again, it's not really sexual abstinence if you know, like, because again, sexual abstinence in the purest form means you're also not touching yourself. So yeah. you could say well. that there is zero abstinence happening with me in a certain respect. And I know Crofton's chomping at the bit to make masturbation jokes with respect to me, but hey, man, we all do it. Um, yeah, and, and so that's the hypocrisy. That's the hypocrisy that I'm driving at 
over this subject, which is like, what does it even mean? Like, you, no one can shut off their genital organs unless they're already, you know, you have a problem with your body. And not to make light of that in any way, if your pecker fell off, like, and it's no fault of your own because of medical conditions or whatever, like, but if you have it, I mean, that's actually an interesting question because all of it's in your your brain. I wonder even if like you were a eunuch, you wouldn't still feel arousal of some kind. Well, some of it's in your yeah. hmm. loins Hypothalamus, as well. I believe. Um, but anyways, regardless of, of all these details that I don't know answers to, it, it seems to me that abstinence is like fraught with problems. I'm ready for verdict. Actually. Sounds like you're ready for yeah, yeah. verdict. I'm Let's ready for verdict. Uh, Crofton, have you got everything? Uh, sure. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell the uh, the animals to come on in here so we can <laughs> we can deliver some sweet ass verdicts. in the court all right i'm on a tirade so i'm just going to continue all right i think that's what i feel like please doing. do yeah so sexual abstinence i mean on the surface again i think if there are very good reasons and that's very subjective but i think there are reasons that you would you know in the case of the medical reason for example abstaining would be a very considerate thing to do um or i don't know i feel like my reasoning kind of holds up uh, but I'm biased because it's myself that I made the decision for, so it's not a good... I don't think I should sit and judge myself in that way. But I think there are good reasons to choose to abstain. As Crofton pointed out, we're kind of parsing this. There's a way to look at it where, like, taking the day off of sexual activity for some people might be at, considered abstinence. Uh, so, so that's a very gray line. In the cultural phenomenon of sexual repression, and even as part of sex education... To me, just preaching, like, clearly not doing something will probably not give you negative consequences. So it barely qualifies as sex, sexual education. It's more scolding or commanding. So I think it's very bad in the context of sexual education, uh, abstinences. I think it. I think all religious stuff is pretty dumb, but I'm an atheist, and that's my particular set of beliefs. Um, so I can't, anything that has any rationale in the spiritual or kind of way, I just immediately dismiss and I feel very confident that that works for me to believe that. So I can see zero good in abstain and in, in the, the broader context of, of, of sexual abstinence. So I'm going to say bad. And, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I don't think there is a single good reason to deny the body what it um well you know when i woke up this morning i said i was gonna abstain from giving a verdict uh and i'm i'm sticking to that until actually you know what i'm done abstaining okay i'm gonna give a verdict now uh i wake up every morning abstaining from everything uh, and, and so, okay. Is he trying to troll he, me? Right he, he's abstinent. That's, no, that's he, literally what I'll, abstinence is. I'll tell he's you. He's describing abstinence. He, he, he's like, oh, I, I, I'm abstaining from this until I get married. Oh, okay, I'm married I, I think, now, so I think, I'll do it. I think he's. I think he's. I've never been there when it, anyway. Oh, my no, God. Yeah, not Mike, at all. It's I think. So that, that, that is part of my. That Mike is abstaining from being funny. So, okay, I found this whole topic really kind of difficult to. To talk about because as <laughs> me just trolling Crofton pointed out, it's like we were talking about semantics for half of this conversation. And I mean, I know a lot of things are like that, but I really did, I really did find that true of this topic. It's mm-hmm. just like, what does abstain mean? For what context? Blah blah blah. That's all true, and I agree with that. You can abstain for something for an afternoon. That's fine. Um, there is, you know, everything Bo said about the. Uh, I agree totally with that the movement is is a counterpoint to sexual education, I think is really bad. Uh, and I don't agree with it. I don't think it helps young people. So uh, sexual abstinence in that context of counter sex ed, for sure bad. Um, just abstaining for, from something for, for, for personal reasons, I think is generally, it's not a bad thing to abstain from anything for a given period of time. And in terms of like entering relationships or, Having sex with someone, I think that taking it slow approach is generally a good one. Uh, but I, I really do think a lot of this is caught up in moral judgments. And it, I'm echoing a lot of what Bo says. But um, I feel like i got to stop a little bit short of saying that it's wholly uh, a bad thing. And I guess I just want to say one – I know I'm a bit scattered here. But 
I'd say like saying sexual abstinence is bad. It's not the same thing as saying promiscuity is is good, or that you're saying be promiscuous because those are different. Those are different things. I think that I, uh, I think it's fair to be like, yeah, you know, you don't have to practice sexual abstinence uh, to be safe and to make sure you're in a centered emotional place before you uh, engage uh, with the new sexual partner that's all fine so I don't know I just found this topic so much like semantics and whatever so I'm just going to come down and say sexual abstinence is a big pile of bullshit and I think yeah that's where I'm going to land on this one alright so I feel like I angled it with Bo really I just didn't want to get that harsh yeah, on it yeah. well, just Mike just give the body what it wants <laughs> you know what I'm going to abstain from sex tomorrow and probably the next day is your wife with an earshot she's probably like you know what you're gonna abstain for a month (laughs) i'm gonna make a commitment to you guys before god and you that i will abstain from sex for the rest of this podcast (laughs) okay (laughs) wait are you having sex right now no i'm trolling (laughs) you go on with your topic um yeah, no, I th- I definitely think like uh, the concept of abstinence again is is you it's an action that you're taking, and so if you are setting the parameters of your uh, abstinence period, it can be for as long or as short as the parameters you set. What what's normally considered uh, the the parameter when talking about sexual abstinence is marriage, and and. Uh, after which you know people people waiting till marriage and the idea about that is i i think it's tied up in morality and all that but it's also tied up i think in the idea of that okay marriage will be like a safe space where a father feels comfortable letting his daughter go in with this guy who's asked for her hand in marriage and so he's delivering this girl to the next to the next gentleman who's going to take care of her and now then he can have sex with her that's okay then and and that's disgusting like it's it's really it it's really uh horrible and so for for me a lot of what i associate with the term sexual abstinence is negative but i also wear this other hat of of being a father of a young daughter at like very young and thinking about like, what if she's like 11 or 12 or, or an age that I totally consider well, too young to be sort of engaging in this sort of thing. And, and uh, you know, uh, stuff is happening at school or I, I, I see the signals like at what point is it my responsibility as a parent to like, you know, pump the brakes on that sort of stuff as well. And it, these are complicated questions and they're not ones that I necessarily have easy answers. To, but I do think the idea of a movement to to you know wearing rings and 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 validating you know virginity and purity in the in 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 the spirit of the church and all that sort of stuff is is horrible. It it, it warps people's minds, young young folks' minds, and they pass it on from generation to generation. And unfortunately, for sexual abstinence. For any positive reason that you might you might do it, like maybe you're doing it to to you're abstaining from sex to to build build yourself as a person because maybe you do it too much and you feel like that's going to help you develop. There are positive reasons for engaging in sexual abstinence, but all the negative stuff, all the religious stuff, all the patriarchal bullshit stuff, leads me to to side with Bo and say that sexual abstinence is bad. <laughs> All right. Well, just there you, go. Just give you oh, I thought that was a twist give, we, there. Give your body we can't all like it as much as Mike does, obviously. Give your Sexual body oh, you I got more what? willpower than you guys. I <laughs> you just... I'm still, I still held up. The podcast's not over, and I haven't broken my commitment yet. Oh, no, my you just, all I'm saying is you didn't say it was bad. You're the only one that thinks it's moderately good. Yeah, well, uh, I also thought it was a, a semantics mess, which it is, and that's part of why it was <laughs> because not. Of who, because of who? Mike's first question. Your first question was like, was like, so how? What is the contextual? Yes, exactly. That's the whole point. Why you did this? No, but that, that that's why I had to give it bullshit because the context is super important to this topic. Sure. And that's why I couldn't be like, it's bad. There are some contexts in which it's good still. And I would agree. Like, if you're a sex addict, probably good to abstain for a while until you get your addiction stuff under control. (laughs) I I didn't think you were saying addiction. (laughs) What? Oh, addiction. Until you get uh, your dick under control is what I Well, okay, listeners. Now, if you can think of something that we miss uh, in this conversation or, or maybe can sort out the way to define this topic better, please let us know. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. 
You can go to our website, goodbadbull.com, and from there you can find all the ways to connect with us. Uh, goodbadbull at gmail.com is our email address, and we would love to read a letter you send us on the air. You can also send us a tweet at goodbadbull, or you could like us on Facebook and engage with us there. And if you haven't subscribed to the show, you can do so uh, Google Play, iTunes, and all that. Uh, and uh, if you do go on iTunes, you can give us a rating, whatever you want, one to five stars, I believe, whatever suits your fancy i think that's still true yeah yeah <laughs> and uh we just like to give a shout out to our patreon supporters we have a patreon account uh patreon.com slash good bad bull i believe and yes, uh, thanks very much to all our supporters we really do appreciate it um you can go there if you want to help out the show and uh guys if our listeners want to follow each of you individually croft and where can they where can they follow your well, they can they can follow me on Twitter at Croft and Steers, but honestly, I've been abstaining from tweeting for quite a while now. Yeah, true. I've I've abstained all day. Um, oh, Bo, man. I just I just <laughs> tweeted. Where can I? Where can I? Bo doesn't abstain from much. So uh, if you want to follow his uh, his stuff, Bo, where where can people follow you? Um, you can follow me at Bo Schwartz, where they can find uh, my lack of abstinence about tweets. I will say too, just as a quick, well, I mean, not to get too deeply into it, but I haven't had a drop of alcohol in 2016. I made it the whole year. I don't, I can't think of a time I had an alcoholic drink. Not that you you're know, abstaining from alcohol. I mean, I'm not a, or I, I you have, just forgot to drink. I have nothing against it. It's too but, poor. Well, no, poor people find alcohol all the time. It's really no excuse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> poor never. Poor poverty yeah. doesn't stop the drinking train. And he also like, smokes cigarettes. So I mean, that's the I mean, literally, I could ask a person, "I haven't had a beer in 2016. Would you buy me a beer?" And anyone would agree with that. Like, I can get a beer. I you know, I so. abstain from smoking cigarettes this year. Congratulations! So, so here's though. a question. No, no, and it's interesting if if. If, if like, sex, we're all driven by it. It's an impulse we have, right? Like, it, it's in us. But you don't have an addiction to nicotine. So can you abstain from something that you're just not interested in whatsoever and have no chemical impulse to do? Probably it's, not, actually. Yeah. Like, it would. I would have to be making an an effort. So there'd have to be some level of temptation like, there. And if there's and none, then, I mean, it's we're, probably... We're all bad. cursed with the desire for flesh. I mean, that's that's something we all have. No, well, As Shakespeare I think, said I think there it. There right? are people that that lack sexual desire. I, I don't think. Okay, we're mostly think, I, cursed with it, and a few people are blessed both, without it. But definitely cursed. <laughs> yeah, more than most. Multiple. multiple <laughs> he's cursed with the desire of nicotine, of uh, flesh, of uh, 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 yeah, just not alcohol. Yeah, which <laughs> yeah. is probably good because I think it turned out okay. Let's talk about flesh. I, I but most like time to time to <laughs> get about flesh, like. come to an end. <laughs> Live stream viewers, <laughs> <laughs> you killing me. Are you a fan of the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast? Consider supporting the show by becoming one of our valued patrons at Patreon.com. For as little as the cost of one cup of coffee a month, your generous support will help keep the random topic generator oiled and fueled for future generations. Find out more at Patreon.com slash GoodBadBull.